Grab your Bibles today, Hebrews chapter 11, verse 14. Just one, one short verse that may not completely make sense to you as I read it until we get a little further into the message today. Once again, I'm so thankful for all that are here today to be a part of this service. Amen. I pray that God has his hand upon you as you celebrate tomorrow with family and friends and that you remember what this weekend represents. Hebrews chapter 11, verse 14 says, For they that say such things, everybody say, say such things. For they that say such things declare plainly that they seek a country. For they that say such things declare plainly that they seek a country. Are you thankful for this country? Amen. I am too. I want to preach to you uh, for a little while this morning. Voices of the unknown. Voices of the unknown. Memorial Day rolls around every year. I typically go back and kind of take a look at what we've done in the past and what I've spoke about. What began to deal with my heart yesterday uh, on a subject and it began to morph into this message today that I believe the Lord would like for us to hear. Uh, it's on a day like Memorial Day and sometimes Veterans Day and sometimes July the 4th of patriotic holidays that we hear a lot of different quotes, uh, quotes that maybe we've learned in school, quotes that inspire us, quotes that remind us of just how precious a gift that we have been given to be free. Some of you that sit in our pews today, you are ex-military, you have served our country, some of you have seen battle, some of you carry battle scars, you know firsthand what it, what it feels like to serve and to realize that possibly there's a chance that you might never be able to step foot or come back to your home, step foot back in your country again. We thank you today. We're thankful that you're here and that you're alive. But we often hear these quotes that remind us about the freedom that we have, quotes from people that we know, like Patrick Henry, who stood and said, give me liberty or give me death. Quotes from people like Nathan Hale, who said, I only regret that I have but one life to lose for my country. A little bit more recent, but still a voice of the past that you recognize John F. Kennedy when he says, ask not what your country can do for you, but ask what you can do for your country. These quotes are from men that are no longer alive today, but they are men whose names that you recognize. They are people uh, that you have heard, whether it be in school or you've heard them quoted uh, on different media uh, outlets. They are names that you know and they're names that deserve our honor today. But this morning, I if you would allow me to like to share with you a couple of more quotes. One goes as so. It states, our flag does not fly because the wind moves it. It flies with the last breath of the soldier who died protecting it. And you don't know who made that statement because it is from an unknown source. It's from a person that remains nameless. There's another that goes as such. It says, the brave may not live forever, 
but the cautious do not live at all. Once again, written by somebody who is unknown, a name that we shall forever not know who it is who made that quote. We even have a memorial that our government has set up to honor the nameless called the Tomb of the Unknown Soldier. It is very deeply respected. It's highly guarded. The men that guard that tomb take it their, their job with great pride and with great care. For their, their, their standing guard over a tomb of men and women that fought not just for glory, they fought not for money, they fought not for prestige, but they fought for something of higher value than even they put on their own life. They fought for something that they might not ever receive. They fought for something that may, they might not get to come home to. They fought for the men and the women, the boys and the girls that were still back at home that they could be able to enjoy and relax in a land that was free, even if it cost them their life. I dare say today that it would be downright shameful on our behalf if we took what had been bought by the blood of the unknown soldier, if we took what had been bought by those that are unknown and we chose to ignore it, we chose to treat it with disregard, the countless names of the men and the women that gave their life for our freedom, they cry out to us, they speak to us not to let their sacrifices be in vain. It would be the highest tragedy if this United States of America were ever to fall under a totalitarian government. If it would ever come to the place and time where it would lose its freedoms. Because it would be at that point in time that all of the voices of the unknown, all of the, the sacrifices of the unknown would be for naught. But never let it be said that America walked over the blood and the sacrifices of those that gave everything in order to have a little bit of creature comforts, in order to have a little bit more safety. But let us hear the voices of the unknown as they cry out to us and they say to us, trudge on for your freedom. Fight on for your liberty. Don't give up what you know we bought and paid for with our blood so that you can enjoy what you have today. The voices of the unknown cry out to us today. Don't let me die for nothing. Press forward. Move on. It's easy. It's easy when we know the person that made the quote. But what about all of the voices of those that we do not know? The faces that we don't recognize or maybe never will see that have gone on before us and drew their last breath out on a battlefield. What about those voices? What about those nameless? What about those unknowns? Their blood was just as precious as the ones that we do know. I want to take you to the 11th chapter of the book of Hebrews. We have what is known as the faith chapter. It's a place where the heroes of our faith are described and they're named. It begins to talk about people that in the realm of Christianity are names that are well recognized. It speaks of names that are well known. Names like Abel, Adam and Eve's son, who died at the hand of his brother. Amen. It talks about names like Abraham, who was the father of a nation. 
It speaks of men like Moses today that took upon himself a leadership role where he would walk back in and lead the children of Israel out of 400 years of bondage and slavery to a land that flowed with milk and honey. We know these names. These are the knowns. These are the, pe the people that we recognize. Unless I slight you ladies today, amen, there's names in there like Sarah, heroes of our faith. It goes on to speak of Isaac and Jacob and Joseph and even goes so far as to throw in a name of somebody that you would probably recognize by the name of Rahab the harlot who came to understand and, uh, and realize that she did not have to allow her past to dictate her future. Just because something was wrong in your past doesn't mean that you cannot have an encounter with God and have God change the direction of your future. Somebody hear me today. I don't care where you came from. I don't care how messed up you were. I don't care what your past was full of. There is a God today that shed his blood so that you don't have to remain a slave, but you can have freedom in Jesus Christ. I speak to you of the known voices. We often quote these men and these women. We preach about them and we name them as we preach about them. We like to stand up and quote different ones that we hear about in the, in the chapter, uh, 11th chapter of Hebrews and, and we'll, we'll quote them, uh, as they spoke to us voices of the past. They gave us direction. But then I take you to verse 32 and Paul knows that for the sake of time, he's got to hurry things along. Kind of like us preachers every once in a while when we start naming visitors and we realize there's a whole lot more visitors than we expected. And, and we just kind of stop and we say, well, you know what? Let's just give all of our hand, visitors a hand clap today because if I go on, I'll be here all day. That's kind of what Paul was dealing with here. He names Abraham. He names Isaac. He names Jacob. He talks about Joseph and, and Sarah, but, and he even names Rahab. But then he says, you know what? I don't have the time to go into all of it. And, and the rest of the names, they kind of drift off into obscurity. The names of the men and women are not mentioned. He speaks of the unknown. But as he speaks of the unknown, he begins to tell us their story. They may remain nameless. They may remain unknown to us as far as their name. We maybe have never seen their face. We maybe have never heard what it sounds like to whisper their name in prayer as we, as we pray to God and say, God, give me the faith of Abraham. God, use me in a way that you use Moses. We may not be able to call out their names, but their blood is just as powerful as the blood of Moses was. Amen. Their faith is just as powerful as Abraham's ever was. Even though they are unknown, their faith is very real. He tells us their story. And when he does, he speaks of the terrible things that happen to the unknown. See, not every battle, not every battle does both sides carry swords or spears or weaponry. Not every battle that you walk into does the battle, the one going into the battle have a rifle or hand grenades or something that they can defend themselves with. But it's a battle nonetheless. He talks about the unknowns. He tells us about their torture, about how some of them were imprisoned because of their faith in God. 
He talks about others that were killed at the hand of the sword. He speaks yet about others, amen, that were taken out and stoned to death. What a horrible, horrific way to end this life. And yet they are found in the book of faith, nameless and unknown. He goes on to talk about others that wandered around aimlessly as outcasts. They were looked down upon. They were not lifted up. They were not recognized in their day as heroes. They were not looked upon and revered as somebody that saved a nation from the, from that point of view, from that day. But we look at them today and we can realize the value that was placed upon what took place back 2000 some odd years ago. We see today that their faith and their blood that was shed, it was establishing what we believe in today. And all these, the Bible says, having obtained a good report. Isn't that what we're really looking for? As I step up on that final day and I stand before the Lord, I want him to say, well done, thou good and faithful servant, because anything outside of that is not a good report. I'm telling you, everything hinges on that right there. If, you're set, if your mind is set, if your vision is set on anything other than hearing him say, well done, thou good and faithful servant, then you're messed up in your theology, you're messed up in your way of life, you're messed up in your thinking. I don't care what the world has to offer you. I don't care what kind of material goods it may try to uh, woo you with. I'm telling you today that nothing shall separate me from the love of God because the blood that was shed was too important for me to walk over. Amen. And I'm going to stand there that day and I want to hear a good report from the God that I have chosen to serve. And all these having obtained a good report through faith. Don't tell me faith's not important. Receive not the promise. What's that talking about? Well, just in case you're a little unclear there, the Bible is telling us today that all these people, Moses and Abraham, and Isaac and Jacob, all these people, these faith, all of these people, Rahab and Sarah and all these unknown people that, uh, that were not named, all of these made it through faith and they did not even have the gift of the Holy Ghost. You want to talk about a power. You want to talk about a real faith. You want to talk about people that knew how to stand on the battlefield and take their knocks and, and take their bruises, even if it cost them their life. They weren't going to bow and they weren't going to break. Amen. They were there through faith to receive that good report. Amen. They saw beyond today. They looked beyond the pain and the hardship of the here and the now. And they looked to a future that was better than their present. They sought for a time where things would be wonderful and they were willing to sacrifice today for a better tomorrow. They would not give in or sell out or bargain away their destiny for comforts or pleasure. Verse 14 tells us what they were saying. In other words, it's a quote from the unnamed. It's the voice of the unknown. Somebody's crying out. Somebody's telling us. Somebody's speaking to us today from the past. It says, for they that say such things declare plainly that they seek a country. The voices of the unknown are giving us some insight. Just as the nameless soldier leaves us with a quote that inspires us. You see, I don't have to know 
who it was. I just need to know what he said. I don't have to be able to whisper the name of the soldier, but I do need to hear the sound of his voice as it speaks to me. The voices of the unknown, they tell us don't quit. Trudge on. Soldier up. Don't back down for what you know is right. Whether you realize it or not, those unknown heroes are watching to see what we're going to do with their sacrifice. And that's the part that I feel very responsible for today. One quote said this, all it takes for evil to prevail is for good men to do nothing. Do you realize that we're just a generation away from being godless should we choose to walk away? If my grandmother had never walked into that church over in Pinckneyville some 65, 70 years ago and decided to serve the Lord, my father would have probably never been raised to know who Jesus Christ was. But because she passed it down to him. He passed it to me. And I passed it to these three children that are sitting on the pews that I get to the honor of being their father. And I watch now as my grandchildren are sitting on pews and clapping their hands. You tell me something. How does any, how, how, how do I not look at that and be thankful to God for what he has done? When I see a little one-year-old Bennett standing over there inside, and he doesn't even realize what he's doing, but he's just clapping his hands. Amen. As the church begins to worship the Lord. When I look down and I see these little babies, amen, uh, just a few months old, uh, being rocked to sleep as we're playing loud music and the drums are thumping and the bass is going and the singers are singing and people are clapping their hands and Brother Bishop is running the aisles and, and people are out moving around. And I look down and see these little apostolic babies sound asleep in the presence of a holy God. Amen. I can't help but be excited. You're not going to get me to back down from what I know is right. You're not going to get me to walk away from the blood that was shed on Calvary. I will not forget the memorial that Jesus Christ gave to us today through the shedding of his blood. If I can honor the, uh, the unknown, then you better believe I ought to be able to honor the known. If they can honor the tomb of the unknown soldier, then I can certainly honor the empty tomb of my Messiah. I know his name today. And the unknown are watching. What are you going to do with my sacrifice? Don't allow the freedom that's been purchased for you to be in vain the first verse of Hebrews chapter 12 says wherefore seeing we are compassed about we are encircled 
it's like ah, in my mind I look up and if I were able to I would be able to see like this giant arena that just surrounds my life that is full of the unknown people that I don't know faces I've never seen but I'm stepping out into the arena and I'm facing some giants amen and I can hear the screams of this crowd as they cry keep pressing on keep fighting the battle don't give up don't let your life be lost because I have made it without the Holy Ghost surely you can fight this battle with the Holy Ghost we're compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses so Paul says let us lay aside every weight and the sin which does so easily beset us and let us run with patience the race that is set before us we come across too many sprinters they take off full blast full steam full throttle but they're only good for a hundred yards and then they quickly lose steam God's not looking for people just to start the race he's looking for people that are willing to finish the race He's looking for people that are patient. And the unknown voices, they cheer us on. And they tell us, don't forget. Don't forget the sacrifices. Don't forget what we suffered so that you could have what you have. Because we lived a life without it. We served and we were faithful without it. We maybe felt the Holy Ghost. We maybe had God lead us. We maybe had God move upon us. But you, my friends, you've got God dwelling inside of you. A powerful moving force, a transforming force. A life-giving force. The audience of the unknown faithful have left us words of encouragement for when we're weary and when we're worn the voices of the unknown if I close my eyes and I can listen I can hear I can hear the unknown voices as they say don't give up press forward I know you're tired and I know you look around and you see a world where it seems like you are so overwhelmed with everything that's going on around you. It seems like it's a losing battle. But don't let those voices, hey man, don't let the voices of this world fool you. Don't you quit listening to the voices of the unknown. Because they're waiting. They're waiting and someday, someday day, the voices of the unknown will become known. We're going to have an entire eternity should we make it to get to know those that are in the stands, to get to know that cloud of witnesses that are on our side and cheering us on from the other world. The voices cry out to us today, don't waste the blood that was shed at Calvary. So when you're battle weary, listen to the voices of the past that say, 
We made it. We made it and you can too.